Is there someone out here looking at you? Tonight's guest, stand up for you. Plus, we'll talk to musician Blindo and LaCroix. All of that in eighth notes and half notes? Only on Blues in Review. I'm drinking a lime. <laughs> You're drinking the lime with the coconut? No, no, it's lime LaCroix. Lime Croix? It says no calories and no sweeteners. Water's not supposed to taste like this, Kevin. How do they do it? How do they do it? I don't know. Uh, but that, of course, brings us to our first sponsor uh, for the episode, Lime LaCroix. Only carbonated water. Naturally essence. What is that, cum? <laughs> uh, what every time I come, essence? I go, oh, I'm going to spurt my natural essence. Essence? Essence? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this is this is the opposite of what our ASMR is. This is <laughs> yeah, because I'm coming now. What is it, is it opposite of ASMR? Like if I need to stay up and be wiry instead of like relax. Yeah, I just need to be jittery. The opposite of ASMR is the sound the sounding pin makes when it's inserted into your urethra. Ah, why this early in the episode am I cringing in my genitals? Why am I coming already? <laughs> hey, hey, is that? It's the yin and yang of podcast. Hey, did you come a whole bunch in your pants or are you just happy to see me? Can it be both? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, if it's not evident to all the listeners out there, this is Bleak and Review, early record, uh, doing this at about 5.30 on a Saturday. Uh, sun's still out. We're still loose. We're still wily. Uh, I'm sure we all had a wide, a wide Friday night. Did you have a wide Friday night? It was a thin one. You had a thin night? Yeah. What happened? Night. Did I you hang it. with Lizzie? <sighs> No, Th- Finn and Lizzie. No, they're, they're all aren't they all dead? Uh, probably. I didn't they go back? <laughs> they went back to town to die like the salmon. <laughs> they all went back to their town, but unfortunately, the boys went back to Chernobyl. <laughs> well, it's trouble. <laughs> it's trouble in Little Chernobyl. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. It's Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, no, what did you do last night? Would you have a, a wacky um, Friday goof em up? No, I um, I I worked and then I went to a mic and then. Um, oh, you hitting the mics? And then uh, yeah, I went to work. I went to workout room. Oh yeah, how was it? It was nice. <laughs> Pleasant. It was nice. Yeah. It is always a good time. Uh, and then I went home. Oh, okay. And that was it. Oh, so not not much to report there. Nope, that was it. I went to uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling last night. Mm. Uh, so all of our favorites there. Big Bash. It was a big one. The standing room only. Uh, never, no, no chairs? Uh, no, they, yeah, they ran out of chairs. There was three chairs. Uh-huh. And uh, everyone just uh, stood. Uh, uh, and, you know, we all. some of us were doing B-boy squats. Huh. You know, kind of like a cool 90s hip-hop album cover. That's not standing. No, I mean, you know, it's squatting. Okay. Squatting room only. Yeah. That's the bathroom. Uh, we got to see, uh, you know, we got to see all of our favorites. Uh, Darwin Finch, Punk Rock, Poindexter mm-hmm. uh, versus Eric Watts. Mm-hmm. I believe that's his name. Is that correct? He's the light bulb guy? <laughs> yeah. This guy who throws light bulbs at the crowd? No, but uh, he's uh, very tall and he's uh, hilarious, but he was obviously the heel in this match. He's probably my favorite moment of the whole night is there was, uh, because it was like the theme of this was like, it's a pool party 24 miles from the beach, you know, because it's oh, in, yeah. in Burbank. Uh they had like some decorations up, including uh, at every corner of the ring, there was just one thing hanging from the ceiling. There were two flamingos and two suns, tiny little things like party city things. And Eric Watts would go up and just mug the crowd and slowly reach his hand up and yank him down. Nice. <laughs> and this lady in the front row was just like, That flamingo didn't do nothing to you. You leave it alone, Eric Watts. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> it was probably the highlight. It was uh, him and Darwin Finch had a, a classic squabble. Ah, uh, over uh, what? Uh, who's paid the bill? Uh, yeah, yeah. They was uh, they were trying to dine and dash. Yeah, uh, that'd be a good one. They should do that. Just the, they spend the whole sketch just eating eating dinner. I guarantee you that they've thought of something like that and they just haven't quite finished it. Like it's uh-huh. it's coming up. Uh, they had a whole build up thing that was ended by uh, somebody being surprised, turning around and accidentally hitting a guy in the head with a frying pan, and that just ended it. It was great. Nice. Uh, so shout out to that. Shout out to that. Uh, obviously, I've been up since. I was up at 
you know, I was up till 4.30 last night. What were you doing? Uh, wrestling, pro wrestling. And then, yeah, and it usually uh, ends at like 11. Yeah, 11.30 this time. A little a bit of a, a bit of a blowout. Uh, then went to a bar for our friend Sarah Mowry's birthday. Oh, very nice. Uh, uh, the one from, uh, from It's Judy Tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I was there for a while until that bar closed and then did other stuff. We oh. don't have to go into it. Oh, okay. Uh, let's just say I had a good old time. Very nice. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fucked today. I'm feeling a little, I feel a little, uh, a little, a little wild, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, like, like loose in the brain. What time did you wake up? Uh, 11. So four, th- five, I got, you know, probably fell asleep around five, got up at 11. That's not bad. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's all Da Vinci needed, and what's your excuse? Did he famously not sleep a lot? He never slept once his entire life. That can't be true. He came out awake. <laughs> that, Unlike well, most yeah, babies yeah. who come out sleeping. I came out uh, cartoonishly snoring. Yeah. <laughs> I went, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Zs were flying around. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, I know, that, that is the thing, though. He, like, barely slept, right? No, he's one of those people who sleep in, like, increments. He'd sleep for, like, three hours. And that then, is, yeah. And then three hours. And that's then. a real thing. That's, like, a very small percentage of the population of the world, like, that's how they function. They, like, sleep in, like, two-hour incre- increments. That seems like it could be madness. I don't know. I mean, if you're driving for six hours, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, shit like that. But I guess then, back then, you know, they were just kind of walking down the street. Yeah, and then you just fall asleep standing. And yeah. then you wake up and you go, oh, yeah, I'm going this way. <laughs> just lock your legs like a horse. You just, just hope no one turns you around while you're sleeping. They had all these walk in the wrong direction. They had all these people stables around. Oh, yeah, oh, could you imagine? Yeah, Somebody be... goofs you, they, like, change a sign. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> They're like, Albuquerque, this way. Da Vinci's like, what's Albuquerque? <laughs> yeah. Never heard uh, You normally, what do you, do you normally get a solid eight? Oh, no. What do you, do you, I mean, you try, you do that though, like you only sleep once usually, you don't nap. Oh, I like to nap, I'll take a nap. You take a nap? Yeah, if I need it, you know, it makes I, it, it resets the day a little bit. Yeah, I, I have a problem with that, like morally. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I can't, say, yeah. I just can't really ever fall asleep when I need to, I feel like. Like, I was like, I should take a nap before I have to go to this thing, and I'll lay down, mm-hmm. but I'll know I only have X amount of time, and I'll panic about sleeping through it, and like, mm-hmm. even with my alarm, because I've been known to turn off alarms in my sleep. Yeah, I don't like those people. Uh, oh, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> Short episode. No, my uh, one of my one <laughs> tell of my, me how Dan's doing. One of my brothers will just uh, you know the the snooze. He'll the snooze fifty times, and no, you're yeah, like, absolutely. no, I, I'm not sleeping. Yeah, because it's the just one not it's sleeping. constant alarms from the other room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I've ruined every roommate's. Uh, well, of course, I my alarms are always set way after my roommates oh, okay. have things to do. So you know, my alarms are that just helps bothering anybody that's uh, <laughs> went to sleep at five after a cocaine binge. And they're like, oh, why is their alarm going off at one p.m. That's not true. I'm not that. I'm not that lazy. No, you just don't set an alarm for that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. If you're waking up in the afternoon, it doesn't t- matter what time you wake up. I have my. That's true. You've already lost the day. Yeah. Uh, I have an alarm set on my phone for nine o'clock every day. Uh, the last time I actually got out of bed at nine o'clock, couldn't tell you. I'm just like I, I have it set so it's like I like to wake up and realize I can go back to sleep because I'm on severance pay. Oh, okay. It's a it's a real fucking weird existence right now. I got to tell you. It's kind of just meandering through it. I don't know how you do it. Ah, uh, well, I don't know either. But I do know that uh, there was some gunfire in my neighborhood last night or oh, yesterday. Oh, that's what you can't talk about. Uh, that's the thing. I, I committed a murder after. Oh, okay. Well, then you, now you've not talked about it. Yeah, that yeah. Gives uh, what's the statute of limitations? One day yes. on murder. <laughs> Depends on who you murder. Yes. Yeah. If you murder some some asshole. Uh, no, it was actually before all of the other stuff. It was like six p.m., which is weird because the sun was still out. And it was on a pretty busy street corner, like uh, uh, well, I won't say because I don't need a, I don't need I don't need all my haters coming at me uh, <laughs> for my 
corner. But uh, like like right by a prominent gas station in North Hollywood, like prominent gas station. Like you, it's you. Just, there's a lot of traffic there. Okay. A lot of people use it, and it's 6 p.m. It's not like the dead of night. The sun's still widely out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was trying to finish an article before I had to go, uh, and I was just trying to write, and and just I heard a bunch of gunshots, and then you know the low flying chopper comes through. And I was surprised by how unmoved I was by all of it. Because it was clearly, like, right over there, you know? Yeah, what are you going to do? I, exactly. You run out of your house? Yeah. Ah, bullets, find me. Yeah. Look. I'm going to try to catch one. Yeah. Uh, Get a prize. Do you hear gunshots often in your neighborhood? Almost never. Really? Yeah. Maybe car backfires or drunk drivers T-boning, like you said the other night. Yeah, there's that. Uh, sometimes there's uh, someone speeding down the road. Or there's uh, we have, like, a local crazy person who just yells. What kind of stuff do they yell? Like, stop yelling at me! <laughs> Wait. But you don't, But no one's actually yelling at him? Oh, man. I think they're just projecting. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I bring that up on stage because I have a bit that's like about that kind of thing, and not a lot of people realize that Ronald Reagan uh, is the reason that we have so many insane people just wandering the streets. Right. Because he closed a bunch of uh, yes. hospitals. I don't know what for his, was it for like, was it so he could fund like a trip? I don't know. What was his deal? Uh, it was just, you know, that budget cut shit. You know, yeah. you cut taxes, then the uh, the deficit goes up, and then you go, well, now we need to cut stuff for poor people. So let's let's go put our let's go put people that uh, constantly see ghosts out on the street uh, about a deed hado. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, man, thanks, Reagan. I'm gonna I, I'm I'm that's my mission in stand up right now is to make people remember that, even remember though he's Reagan. dead. Yeah, for all the good things he did. Yes. Which was I don't know movies. No, those movies suck. I know, I've never seen a single one. It was uh, what? Uh, uh, Bedtime for Bonzo? That's his best one where he fucked a monkey. I thought that was a Ramon's song. Oh, no, that was Bedtime Goes to Pittsburgh. Same idea. <laughs> and fucks a little monkey. <laughs> yeah. That's a good That's a good Ramon's reference, I think. Uh-huh. But I'm also very loopy, like I said. Um, so no gunshots in your neighborhood. Nope. I, I have heard them before in pretty much every neighborhood I've lived. I've... Uh, I've kind of, yeah, I guess I'm kind of numb to it, like, where it's like, look, they're not shooting at me, yeah, and I'm in a building, like, I'm probably going to be fine, you know? It's the safest place if there's gunfire somewhere else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, legit more, like, concerned when there's, like, on 4th of July when there's fireworks. Like, that's what I'm, like, I'm, like, more worried about a firework randomly hitting, like, my window or something than, a, than I ever am about guns. Are you going to go outside and fight the firework? What are you going to do? Uh, we didn't fight the firework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to finish it. Okay. Uh, and I also want to clarify that guns are uh, horrible. Like, there's a whole problem, horrible problem with guns. I'm just saying, like, me personally, I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't worry. It's like the thing of, like, you know, you're more likely to die in a, on the freeway than in an airplane, you know? Uh, well, it depends how fast you're driving in the airplane. <laughs> yeah, it depends on, or it depends on how drunk the pilot is. Yeah. <laughs> how Denzel Washington movie it is, you know? Well, he did land that plane. Ah, God Even bless. Even though he's upside down. Yeah, that... <laughs> What a dumb scene in that movie. That's how you know it's a flat earth, because he's on the other <laughs> side of it. I bet that's a strong talking point in a flat earth at flat earth conventions. Oh, yeah. It's they like, have a well, lot of good talking points. Yeah. What are they? They're like, all right, rapper B.O.B. Uh, uh-huh. This tweet I saw. Kyrie Irving once. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you know that, uh, 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 what's his name? Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny is an anti-vaxxer, kind of. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, God. To, have, to have no problems so you could just think about stuff like that. You get six celebrities in a room and... They'll eventually make Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be real problematic. Yeah. I hardly knew him, Horatio, a man of infinite, infinite mumps. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I went to college. Oh. How? Oh? Huh. <laughs> so should we end this? 
I don't know. Is there anything else you want to report before we go uh, break here? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful day. It's about 74 degrees outside. That can't be right. Uh, partly sunny. Uh, tonight might drop down to 64. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, hey, have fun out there. Hey, it's Al Joker, everybody. We'll be back with uh, part one of the second part. Of our dissertation on mice. Uh-huh. I'm Matt Brousseau. This has been Bad Radio. <laughs> Well, speaking of bad radio, this is not going to be that because it's good and it's a podcast because we've got a very fun show coming up here. We got our buddy mm-hmm. coming up here after the break. We Finally got our buddy. someone we like. Yeah, I know. It's 198 episodes in. Uh-huh. Finally, someone that we all like. Uh, Dan Dupriel, our friend from yes. Philly. Uh, speaking of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely try to find out if that's true or not. Oh, yeah. Him, they, but, they have uh, clouds there. Uh, yeah, and uh, are those clouds walking here? How tall is the right. Uh Do those clouds rain, or do they drop water ice? All right. <laughs> Dan DiPrio will be joining us. Uh, very excited to catch up with him. And then a little later, we're going into the realm of music. The realm? We're going, we're, we're diving like a, some in. hidden yes. area? I take you now to the realm of music. What is, is that just, there's, the ground is made of eighth notes? What is this? The ground is made of eighth notes. Uh-huh. And other songs I've written just now. <laughs> Blind Mel and LaCroix uh-huh. are coming up here, not sponsor, actual person. Uh-huh. Uh, a musician of note, uh, certainly, of eighth note. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, very excited to talk to him as well. Uh, we haven't had a, a proper musician on in probably for like four episodes. A lot of improper musicians. I'd yeah, say, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Improper jokers. Improper. Impro- nope. All right. Uh, so Steve go- Miller Band, everybody. Steve Miller Band, everybody. We'll be right back after this with more Bleak and Review with Dan DePriel. Oh boy. Back in the old days, you could say that. <laughs> You're just drunk. Madam, you're drunk. <laughs> oh, madam, I may be drunk, but in the morning I'll be sober. And then, <laughs> he throws up. That's uh, Churchill, right? Isn't that one of his classic lines? <laughs> yes, especially when he threw up. Yeah, he got some church burps. <laughs> oh, God. What was your favorite match last night? Oh, man. It was so wild. <sighs> they were so good. So I... So George Washington Carver's monster is that was just, the best. Char- I think it's one of the best. It's characters. just such a good character. Yeah, and like what? It sounds so hokey, but like the audience, like if it, not I've said they weren't always that good. But yeah, like they were like that the was perfect, particularly lit. They yeah. like knew exactly what the their role was. They weren't. Yeah. I mean, we were like heckling assholes, so it was okay. Like I expected everyone, us yeah. to yell, but everyone else was like, "Yeah, our bit is to be the audience." Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna really just play into this, and we're when a giant peanut with a huge arm comes out and fights just a guy, right. <laughs> we're all kind of just go into this like it's what. Yeah, of course, this is what happens here. That, that was the best because, like, when he came out the monster, like, everyone, he was scaring people and everyone was like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, he, that's he was, like, knew. doing, like, creepy, like, like universal monster shit. Yeah. Uh, the George Washington Carver's monster, of course. Yes. yes. The giant peanut man mm-hmm. whose brain was exposed again last night. Oh, man. His hat gets knocked yeah. off and people poke around in his brain. It's Oh, and then the dude who was fighting him, he his soliloquy where he pulled out a thing of peanut butter <laughs> oh, was like, God. you let this happen to your family. And he started smearing peanut butter on his own face. Uh. He said, this is your father. <sighs> he held like a jiffy like peanut butter. Up and it looked smooth, 
to it. It didn't it look was, chunky. It was, it was sad. Yeah, In fact, it, sounds, it was. That hurts. Ostensibly, George Washington Carver's monster was the the heel of that match. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my God, how the can sympathy, you not yeah. sympathize yeah. with him after that? I don't know how was he, he was he played as the heel. I feel like he got had to watch his family like die in front I, of him all over again. Yeah, like, I had some sympathy for him. Yeah, by the end, someone was screaming, "He's just a peanut!" Like <laughs> it's just we were very we were on his side. So. Oh, everyone, uh, Fleischer, friend of the show, certainly was there with us, and he uh, when Darwin Finch was fighting Eric Watts, and uh, Eric Watts kept ripping down the decorations. Darwin Finch gave one of them to a kid in the front row, like a little like six year old kid, and Nadal's like, "He's just a good dude," <laughs> and everyone uh, everyone thought that was pretty good. One guy like wanted to be his friend. <laughs> oh, and the contest before we didn't even talk about that. They had a little contest before the show, uh-huh. and it was to chug beef soda. <laughs> yeah, which I guess is a thing, like beef flavored soda. Huh. Uh, apparently spicy. The girl spicy that won beef reported soda. that it was very spicy. Huh. Everyone looked real uncomfortable after finishing because <laughs> they all did it really good. She won by like a hair, but there's hair in it. Yeah, she won by yeah, well, by, yeah. by ch- chugging beef down. Oh yeah. We gotta stop. We gotta stop sticking bacon in things. You know. Like that meme's over, right? That life meme. Yeah. Of like, like, hey, this is like bacon vape, or like this is bacon soda. On a, on a societal level, on a personal <laughs> level, Kevin, you need to <laughs> yeah, stop putting yeah. bacon in things. Yeah. That's why we've all gathered here today. <laughs> I mean, there's like bacon vodka, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of gross. <laughs> you guys are really pushing against this. Like I'm insulting all of your favorite things. <laughs> well, no, at bacon, there's a limit. I, I, yeah, it's great. It's bacon's good. Yeah, I tried a bacon beer. It was one of the most disgusting things. Yeah, it's not it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it, you don't need that. It was some brain idea of somebody that's like bacon everything, and mm-hmm. it's like you, you science can go too far. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know? you have both under and overthought this. Yes. We shouldn't have 50 year old women giving birth, and we shouldn't have bacon in soda. What sure. if they gave birth to bacon? I mean, what well, they breakfast to serve, bro. Yeah. At a certain age, that's actually a danger with a like later pregnancy. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get a placenta. You got bacon. Yeah. You have to have a C section where they where they where they have to, you know, cook you. I don't It'll know. Be a B section. <laughs> I got your B section right here. Uh-huh. Oh wait, music's coming later. Yeah. Uh, a breach birth, you gotta have a brunch birth. <laughs> that's a problem. Uh, uh, breach brunch. Have, have you ever had like one of those novelty flavored things that you enjoyed, like peanut butter and jelly vodka or something like that? Has there ever been something that you're like, well, that's not that bad actually? You know what I like, which is uh, silly. I like the Harry Potter jelly beans that taste like everything. Those are I've fun. never had those. Oh, is, that, is that like all dressed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the Birdie Bots every flavor beans, I believe. Right. Birdie Bots. Canadian Birdie jelly Bots. beans. Yeah. yeah, and they just you know they're random flavors. They can mm-hmm. taste like anything. It's yeah. fun. It's but it's like but they have like earwax and vomit. Right. It's like yeah. one that literally tastes like you threw up in your mouth. Like yeah. there are steaks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, they have snake flavored beans. <laughs> snake flavored beans. Snake. <laughs> there are snakes. Yeah, I'm into snake beans. It's uh, like a. You mean eggs? <laughs> <laughs> eggs or snake? Yeah, okay. Eggs yeah. or snake beans? Now, yeah. uh, there's that. Uh, there's a hot dog place out here that has. Oh, Johnny's. Uh, yeah, Johnny's hot dog. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's called Lincoln Hops. Little oh, yeah, promo, yeah, yeah, and they're, they're one of those places. That's like, oh, we've got alligator hot dogs. We've got snake hot dogs. Mm. Huh. I've never played around with too much of that. A snake hot dog is just a small snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baby snakes. Is that better than a regular hot dog? Because the regular hot dogs are just like the garbage meat. Right. I, I can't imagine. I mean, it, I think it has to be better. It's because just the it's dicks like... of all the animals, right? That's... <laughs> snake dicks. Yeah. yeah. Do snakes have dicks? Hey, don't I? I mean, don't they? <laughs> don't I? <laughs> hey, welcome back. Big reveal in this episode. Matt Brousseau, reptile. Uh, we knew it. We knew it. <laughs> Thank but you. It's good to confess. Thank you. What's the, uh, what's, what's, what's like, I'm trying to think if I've had any of those. I don't know. I've had, I've had like definitely, uh, like a different flavor. Like I go, I go crazy with the jerky and you know? I'll have, I'll have some, uh, like, you know, I'll have some like, 
I think I've had snake jerky before or alligator jerky. It's fine. Yeah. But I don't know. It's weird that you're killing, like, you're like, hey, let's, what if it's slightly different meat? Let's kill more creatures, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Are they factory farming alligators now? I had this, uh, someone here didn't want it for good reason. Snake but beans. It was uh, coconut rum jerky. Mm. It fucking sucked. Yeah, what yeah. is that even? It's just How? jerky Gross. that has like a rum taste to it because they infused it with rum. You dropped it in Malibu or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> fucking terrible idea. Have you ever had those? Stop, stop making shit. Just make better versions of yeah. things we have. <laughs> what yeah. if we took two shitty things and put them together yeah. and right. made a shittier thing? Yeah. Uh, it's like those uh, those chocolates that have shots in them. Like you oh, bite yeah. into a shot and there's like a, and it's like milk chocolate and then you get like just a mouthful of warm vodka. <laughs> good, good thinking, corporate America. Love, yeah. We love it. Speaking of corporate America, we are here back on Bleak and Review Sans sponsorship. Corporate uh, America, get at us. Thanks, at, Walmart. Yeah, yeah, way to go. <laughs> They're going to say thanks, Waldo. Thanks, Waldo. <laughs> thanks, Waldo. Where are you? <laughs> uh, I remain Kevin Anderson, of course. Hi, Kevin. That's Matt Brousseau. Hi. And we're here with a, a good old chap, a good old pal of the show. Hasn't been on in quite some time because, yeah. you know, he's bi coastal. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying, <laughs> saying uh, that too you... poor to afford living in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a way to say you have very temporary living situations. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Out of all the people I know from Philly, uh, two of them, and I only know about three have the same kind of lifestyle where they live in a lot of places for short periods of time. Yeah, anything to not live in Philadelphia. <laughs> is that the move? <laughs> uh, you're you're visiting us here in uh, California, eh? Yeah. Uh, having a good time. Having a good time. Great time. Great fucking time. I got Great time. This is how we talk in LA now. Uh, and uh, uh, Dan, I do have a question for you. It's not the question I thought of because I promptly forgot what it was. Uh, Dan, <laughs> I don't have a question for you. But you'll so think of I'll one. I'll let Kevin go. Okay. Well, thank you, man. You're welcome. My question is, what is... No, uh, this is my question. It's actually a three-parter. Uh, <laughs> you have three questions. <laughs> you have three, yeah. Three I have three questions, but they're all, they're all thematic, you know? Huh. Uh, what was your first car? Did it have a name? And was it a good one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, it's all in the same, it's all the same vein. It's interesting. Okay. First car. All right, what my, year are we talking? The year was the year. Well, the year I got the car, or the year of the car. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Both. <laughs> okay, uh, I was. I turned. It was my 18th birthday. Uh -huh. I got it as a gift. It was my grandmother's car. It was a Ford Taurus. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Thing was a tank. Mm -hmm. It lasted a very long time. Well, you can run those things into the ground. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> they like, run on the ground. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Mm. <laughs> well, they. They. Uh, hmm. That was my like. Oh, that's an interesting fact. Mm, yes, that yes, I. Yes, that, yes, I, yes, I you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Ford Taurus is like it's it's very strong. It's a great car, uh, but it's lame and it was yeah. big. It was a boat, but it was fun. It was Nobody, good. nobody's first car is ever like a cool one unless you it just have be. all it, of right. the money. Yeah, you got to be humbled a little bit. Right, and I was humbled because like uh, it was it was given to my mom by my grandmother. She right. was like, I can't drive anymore. He can have the car. But my mom was like, no, there's no way we're giving him a car. So they were like, happy 18th birthday. Uh, you owe your grandma like $3,000. <laughs> so <laughs> They gave you a receipt for your birthday. Literally, my 18th like... birthday, I started out in debt like that day. So... Welcome to the real world, kid. Real world, yeah. kid. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, you know, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, a shitty car is what you need. It's a car that you can just drive and not give a shit if you bounce off things. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like someone that you get like you get in a little fender bender that's not your fault, and someone's like freaking out, and you go, "It's fine." Right. <laughs> like, like like you deal with your thing. Uh, this is just one to add to the list of minor imperfections on this vehicle. Honestly, you shouldn't feel cool for driving. 
No. Like, <laughs> right. He shouldn't be like, I'm really cool. I got this car. I mean, yeah. like, he'd yeah. just be like, I'm glad I have this car. Now I can go somewhere. I can have, be part of society. Yeah. Now. yeah. Do you have the same reaction when you see like really crazy like Lambos in LA or like Ferraris, whatever? When you see him driving, like, how do you even manage that? Like, it seems I would be freaking out all the time if I had one of those. Like, it's going to get keyed. It's I'm going to get like, you know, like. Yeah, they have so much money. Yeah, I guess it yeah. doesn't even matter though. No. Yeah. God. When you start living in that world, like the, the, <laughs> yeah. the $500, you know, Copay? What do they call it with insurance? I don't know. The thing that you have to pay? Yeah. That's deductible. How far, that's yeah. how far from this world you are. You're like, what is insurance? I, if my no. car goes to the ER, how much do I have to, to pay? Be fair, to be fair, guys, I do have car insurance. I just have not had medical insurance for <laughs> yeah, a long yes. time. Your, hey. car, your car gets way better care than you do. Yes, it does. My <laughs> car can like get hit. I can't. If you drive <laughs> your car into the ER, they service it. Dan's yeah. bleeding out. He's like, take me to Pep Boys. <laughs> if I drove up to a hospital, they would pull my car off to a mechanic and just leave me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd have like AAA roadside assistance would come and leave your body there yeah. and you and your car would get towed. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was a Ford Taurus. Do you remember what year it was? It was the year I got it was 2001. Mm, and a Space Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. It was a year that changed a lot of things uh, and changed uh, oh, right. changed yeah, the, the country, the whole country. Ooh, yes. You've Ooh. obviously forgotten about it, Kevin. Yeah, Glitter. But, Mariah yeah. Carey's film Glitter yes. came out. Yeah, exactly. the Super Bowl. Yes. Was fun. It was yeah. great. It was great. And I got a car and those are the three big things <laughs> yeah. from that year that's the mid that's uh go check wikipedia right after this episode drops because we will change it to say that <laughs> i'm going to do that i'm going to go to 9-11's wikipedia and change it to dan dapriel's car i uh, got his first car and see got how long car. it stays up that's great vandalizing a 9-11 page is exactly where i want my name to be, so thank you. <laughs> okay uh the unknown comedian dan d <laughs> uh, uh my first car was a 94 nissan Sentra. i got in 2006 i want to say uh I really, I drove that thing into the ground until it ceased. Like you know, I'm sure it probably happened with your first car, where it's like not even close to worth the cost to fix it as it is. Like the car value in total. So you're just yeah. like, yeah, hey, just take it, part it out. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a name though. I don't think I had a name for mine. Did you have a name for your car? Uh, I did. Uh, Ooh. So it, it started off. It was called the War Wagon. <laughs> And uh, that's metal. Dude. I thought that sounded really cool. Yeah, pretty, hey, hey, I'd like that a lot. I thought, yeah, right. We were all reeling. Okay. It was a hard year. Yeah. You're really going to take it to the Middle East and in we your were, Ford Taurus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. These colors don't run. It's the yeah, war wagon. Yeah. So, uh, but then because it's an inevitability with me, just like all of my cars, it became known as the Dupriel Mobile. Because, oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. good. You got a perfect last yeah. name for that. That's okay. really funny. Yeah. Hey, lady, you want to ride in the Dupriel Mobile? Yeah. And now I have a Prius C, so it's called the Deprius. It gets even better. Oh, oh my so, God. Yeah. Very nice. That was a nice, yeah. little, nice little brag. You slipped that yeah. in. Like, don't have health insurance, Prius. But I though. do have a Prius C. <laughs> With all that money you're saving on gas, you'd think you'd be uh, able to sign up. You yeah, know? I'd be able to afford some health care, but you would be surprised. Yeah, I know, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a nightmare. Yeah, kind of dead. a nightmare. Matt, what was your first car? Uh, it was, I think it was a 94 Ford Escort. Ooh. Uh, yeah, automatic four door. Gold. Did you call it the Bruce Escort? Nope. <laughs> okay, I think just called it Goldie. Goldie, like yeah. gold, gold, Goldie Hawn. Yeah. No, just because the color. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, uh, that's interesting. Your love of Goldie Hawn came later. Yes, of course, because yeah. of the car. Ah, okay. Interesting. My, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what happened to it. I know I got the calipers on one side. They all rusted up, and it, it, would, it would catch and drift a little bit. Oh, you got to catch. That and was drift. always interesting. Yeah. There was also a white Ford Escort that I drove later, and I drove that one. 
into a telephone pole. Oh, so, that's the one oh, from the, the one. from wow. the uh, the famous Bleak and Review tale that we've told a few times now. Yes, the Bleak and Review tale. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a tale. It's a it's part of the lore of this podcast. This story. Yes, yes, I yes. think we talked about it. The, nine, lo- the, two the lore ago. of this podcast. That started <laughs> when I drove it into a telephone pole yeah. before the podcast. Baby, it's all canon. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is the Cimmerillion of my life. <laughs> and that not a lot of people have noticed it exists. Um, <laughs> but, we're, but they're somehow making a movie about it, and it's going to yeah. be too long. And it's not, it's not approved by the creator. <laughs> nope, not at all, because the creator is going to die before it comes out. Which one? Vote in the death pool at bleakinterview.com, everybody. Leave a pool? Uh, uh, yeah, a death pool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's where you go in the war machine. Oh, yeah. Three drive the war machine. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what was the thing that put the axe in the, the Dupriel mobile? Well, when, did it, when did it stop running? Was it your cousin um, Jeff? Yeah, did he put an axe in it, literally? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it was just, it was bad. It was just, was, it broke after a while. I had it for like five or six years, and it wasn't that great of a car to begin with. It was it had a lot of miles on it. Yeah. And then um, my dumbass went out when I was like drunk as hell, and it was leaking oil, so you had to put oil in it before you drove Oh, it. no. And every I was time? getting ready to take I had it tires every time, almost I every that. time. Like, <laughs> I would say every like second or third day, you had to add it's oil. It's good to have structure just... in your life, though. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have a routine. Hey, Dan, did you oil the car? Yeah. <laughs> I see, nothing's uh, le- more suspicious than having like 20 empty oil cartons <laughs> yeah. in the back of your car. Yeah. This guy's got a weird addiction. Yeah. yeah, where did Dan go today? Well, just follow the family circus line. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's just tossing oil cans out his car window. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't use straws now. You know, you're trying to save the planet, but I did leak like gallons of oil <laughs> in the early 2000s yeah, all over yeah, the you world. Gotta, so. dude, I think you got to not use like 10 million more straws before you're at a karmic <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, stalemate. Exactly. exactly. Nothing I do can lessen the footprint that I've already uh-huh. uh, but then great. like an idiot I was I was so drunk that I put oh no uh, uh-huh. transmission fluid ah, in my oil did. pan oh boy I knew better and I still did it and then I was driving to the mechanic the next morning because that's why I did it you, you did like, it just so you could see the mechanic you, yeah. did you have the hots for the mechanic you, no 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 I was I was actually taken to the mechanic and the mechanic called me with the most dripping disdain in his <laughs> voice and he was like okay because I had to get an inspection and he was like uh, yeah so your car needs like a couple thousand dollars of work for the inspection and someone put transmission <laughs> fluid in the oil then I was oh, and I literally did you deny it yes oh, car, got I, you I, got it we all knew we all yeah. knew what was going on so I figured <gasps> why not I I have no idea that Who this thing Who would do that, such a thing? That you, must have happened moments before I drove it in or the car would have been immobile. I, who knows you, you who didn't go, did that? Fry! Fry! <laughs> did you put oil? Did you put transmission fluid in the oil? <laughs> oh, I think it was Brian. Yeah, it must have been Brian. It's like the most specific prank ever. It's like that, that, it's not salt in the gas tank yeah. or whatever. It's just uh, it's just like, I'm going to put transmission oil in it. Yeah, I blamed uh, it on my girlfriend, fluid. actually, to the mechanic. It is so broad, doesn't even know yeah, where the fuck uh, is. Ladies, they don't know how to use cars. Meanwhile, you're just like, you might I'm fucking stupid. I'm a fucking idiot. This guy knows yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's not mad. He's disappointed in me because we're bros and I thought he was hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I never saw that hot mechanic again. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It's a damn shame. I have a, uh, I probably, that's probably something I would absolutely do sober. So I can't even make fun of you too much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm one of those guys that I like, you know, I just like, uh, I throw money at things because uh, I have so much of it. You know, oh, my nice. severance yeah. period. I'm like, severance oh. pay. Yeah, it's not bad. Listen, Kevin, uh, you said earlier that you fear fireworks more than gunshots, which is one of the whitest statements I've ever heard in my life. I think the odds of, on 4th of July specifically, the odds of firework damage uh, 
as, as opposed to gun 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 work damage. Yes, the old gun, gun work. Yeah, yes. as, as opposed to gunplay. Uh, yeah. gu- uh, gu- gun gunplay. Are people tra- challenging you to yeah. duels? Oh, constantly. You know how many times I get slapped in the face with a glove <laughs> on the regs, dude. Yeah. Uh, Got to stop going to those places. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they're not challenging you to fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just that's just uh, I'm in a kink dungeon and I don't. I'm very drunk and confused and I'm yeah. pouring transmission fluid everywhere. Yeah. They are wearing chaps, you know I mean. though. Yeah. That is, you can see where you would confuse them with a cowboy. <laughs> My brother, uh, hard transition here, but uh, my brother had a car in high school that. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, not to brag. Yeah, hard transitions, the club that they smack you with the gloves, right? <laughs> it's all about abrupt sex changes. <laughs> it's a hard tra- smash cut to woman. <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, he had a car, and like, you know, uh, this was around the era of like CKY, Jackass, like, hey, we're all like crazy boys, you know? Uh, we're doing crazy stuff. And so he had spray paint all over his car, and like, uh, like they had like, you know, some guy did like, graffiti on it and they wrote like I think their their skate crew at the time was called Cat's Tongue so it said cat it was the Cat's Tongue Mobile which is not as good as Dupreel Mobile <laughs> no, like no rhyming no. whatsoever but I remember like there was some other kid and this is the statute of limitations is definitely up on this by now because this is like 20 years ago so this I think this is fine but uh some other kid at his high school had uh a, a wacky car with spray paint, trying to bite his style, in their words, in their in their teenage egos. Very uh, smart. But well, they, apparently he had spray painted the heartogram, uh, which is Bam Margera's Bam Margera. little symbol uh, mm-hmm. from the band uh, Him. Uh, and Brad was like, oh, it's so hack and lame. What, how am I going to handle this? Is the story is, that, I don't know if this is true or if he was trying to brag about being cool. I think that it happened, but I'm going to put that caveat in there so he doesn't get you know in trouble. But he's rammed into the car, punched the parking lot with his. <laughs> with his car. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about either of these cars. Wow. It's a real crash, uh, real, uh, crash test derby or whatever. Was that what they call it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> I don't know. That was just something I thought of. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Sometimes you got to flex on high schoolers. You know, Dan, was the last <laughs> time you flexed on high schoolers? Oh man, um, did you get into fights in high school? I try to avoid high schoolers. <laughs> no, yeah, you got possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but did you get into fights when you were in high school? Were you a fight? You seem like because you seem like kind of tough. I get into, yeah, but I. I got into fights sometimes, but it was usually in some sort of a self-defense. I, I got bullied. Yeah. I was n- a new kid like twice in my scholastic career where we had moved. So both times I had to like kind of assert myself. Really? And, and yeah. And the thing is, I'm kind of like a stocky guy, but I'm short. So it's like weird the way like insecure big guys, well, they won't. Some of them won't pick on like the really shrimpy kid. Right. They'll pick on the kid they think that they have the physical advantage over, but they'll get the most cred for right. Like they're not. No one's gonna uh, give them respect for for smashing on like a four foot three like you know wafer thin right person. But, but if a, it's somebody who seems a little built, they're like, yeah, hey, it was a fucking that was a, that was a match. Right. And I'm only five seven, and I was probably shorter for some of this uh, in high school. So it was like people were. You know, oh, this guy's short, so I'm all, I have a physical advantage yeah, over yeah, him, yeah. but it's Absolutely. not going to be, like, so obviously lopsided. So I had a couple people, but I was— And it was because you were the new kid? And they were yeah. just like, let's go flex on him. Yeah, they didn't know I was a child of divorce, though, and I had a lot of anger <laughs> issues. So, like, they helped me really process a lot of that. So. I do like the idea, though. I get what you mean, but I like the idea that they'd be like, if they knew that you were a child of divorce, they'd be like, oh, no, he's going through something. Yeah. We shouldn't we shouldn't bully him. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they square up with you, and you're like, your parents together? <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, let me know. When they get back together, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or you throw it back in their face, like, "What, pussy?" I bet your parents are together, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, this guy's tough." Yeah, I would, I would try to let them know. I would be like, "Yo, before my dad picks me up for the weekend, <laughs> just dropping you know? subtle hints." <laughs> I like that move. That's not a bad move. If people take away one, two things from this podcast, it's uh, use your divorce to any uh, advantage you can in combat, and fireworks are safer than guns. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I don't want yeah. that to be the poll quote, but I think it's going to end up being. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think any time I've ever been in a fight, except for that one story I talked about at length on a, a recent episode about, uh, oh, actually of the Patreon on Profiles, mm-hmm. when we were doing the, uh, I thought this was funny, about a kid who stole my iPod and uh, I beat him up in a bathtub because I was mad and drunk. But like, that's Jesus. valid. It's yeah. valid. And it's part of the lore. It's part of the lore. Yeah, yeah it's part of the similarity. <laughs> The Cimmerian. <laughs> I'll never be able to say that, right? Cimmerillion? Yep. Okay, yep. I guess I will be able to. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think anytime I've ever done anything, it's been in some kind of like heightened situation. I've never I can't imagine how like being a bully, but you know, it seems fun. <laughs> people seem to have a good time with it. <laughs> so you would you would you move schools twice and people would pick on you. Pick on how me. would they instigate these things usually? Just hey, hey, you suck. Yeah. Like yeah. They stuff. don't need a lot of reason, kid huh? Stuff. Yeah. Oh. You know. I got bullied once. Uh I don't know if I've told this story, but it was very surreal because it was in middle school and I was just at the vending machine after like class getting like a soda and there was nobody around. And then like someone grabbed me by the backpack and started shaking me back and forth while his friend walked around me in a circle clapping going, I got rocks in my socks. I got rocks in my socks. And the other guy just went, so do I. I was like, what the fuck is oh, happening? Nice. That's cool. Yeah, that I cool. got bullied by a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. I was going to say that like, UCB 101 really got <laughs> yeah, you there. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. space work was impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> they kept just enough distance between the vending machine and me that he could do full circles. <laughs> it's very weird. Matt, you didn't get bullied, right? You were the bully. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, the you school, have such a bully vibe. The school was a little too small for uh, for that kind of thing. Yeah, you don't, don't shit where you eat. And my, yeah, my brother's were four years older and uh, everybody liked them uh, for the most part. And so, so they, they were like, so oh, it didn't you must- matter that they didn't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, like one time, <laughs> one time I was like, uh, I was, uh, I, I was on this uh, cross country team and I was sitting in this kid's uh, seat and he was like, he was in my brother's class and he was like, uh, you're in my seat. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, get out. And I was like, no. So he picked me up and he threw me. Jesus. Wow. And like so I was like, really, uh, I, was, I started crying. I was sad. I was in like seventh grade. Wait, he threw you? Like how far are we talking? Did you hit any desks? What happened? No, he was like in a bus. Oh, in a bus. He picked me out of the bus seat and he threw me like two seats Jesus. down. Jesus. Uh, and then, the, the, then he found out that he, uh, I was uh, my brother's brother. And then the next day he came over and he apologized to you. And then threw you, <laughs> threw you uh, And he threw gently. me back into the yeah, seat. <laughs> there, there. There you there go. You, just, you can be here. And that's how you make restitution for a bully is do the reverse, the polar opposite of however, give them your lunch money. Yeah. <laughs> you just know? like a photo negative of the same bullying. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. This is the upside down solve, place. Yeah. You solve bullying. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I, I played sports and I was good. And uh, You I could was, run. You were cross country. You could run away from yeah. any bullying. And they do that. I was good at sports. You usually don't bully. You don't, you don't fuck with the guys who are good at sports because yeah. then the, the school gets angry. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. only people that, yeah, and like in my school, it's like you never fuck with the jocks. Like in my high school, it's like you fuck with the the one kids, the one kid that's brave enough to hold hands with another boy, which was two <laughs> kids. And they were very, they were very nice guys. And uh, I just remember just people just yelling Bible shit at them in the halls and being like, wow, you're going to grow up to be a real piece of shit. And I bet that's true. Facebook approved. Yeah, we didn't even have Bible shit, hmm. you know? There was, there was a very, yes. very small school. Similarly, a friend of mine got beat up about that. My friend of mine who, we were 15 maybe, and he was ironically probably one of the only guys who wasn't a virgin at this point in high school. Like he'd <laughs> actually been with girls. Um, but he grabbed another one of my friends uh, another straight guy and kissed him straight on the lips because like, he didn't care. Like right? as a bit. As a bit, Yeah, yeah right? I've done that. And 
as soon as it happened, because this was, I want to say, 1998, And we're talking Philly still. In, yeah. yeah, suburban yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. And so it was like, as soon as it did it, everybody, even his friends, were like, oh, you're going to get your ass kicked. And he got- <laughs> And we're happy about it. He got it. jumped there Jesus. in the room. Then he got beat up after school. And it was just like, it sucks because like it was like the time uh, where we were all like, well, that sucks, but like- What are you going to do? What you did it. I mean, plan. like you, you had to have known what was going to happen. You weren't fighting for like yourself. You were just doing a bit. You got bit up. And it's funny how- how things have changed and he told me i was talking to him about it recently and he said to me that the guys that beat him up two of them independently as adults came up to him and were like oh i'm so sorry i was actually abused as a kid and like, oh my I god thought about like when beating you up and i felt so bad about it and i was like oh my Wait, god were they, really? were they uh like, just closeted gay kids that beat him mm-hmm. up or they just had been abused well, one and... of the guys i don't think he was gay but he's like one of the guys like my dad would beat me up and he would say like this is like you oh know, because you're gay to do Shit. like that's how he would like check his son to be masculine wow, so like god he even said this to my friend Matt. He said, you know, I'm so sorry I beat you up. Obviously, I was, like, working on shit. Yeah, and, like, I mean, no one knows what the fuck they're doing at that age. Like, yeah. it's all fucked up. And shout out to Dads of America just for all the... the right? All Dads of USA. Dads of USA. Our sponsor today, Dads <laughs> yeah, of America. Yeah. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Drink on the roof when your kids come home. But things can get better. <laughs> this is a story of a bully that yeah, sort of errors his nice. ways. And, and I think, and I think that's probably not happening in high school like it used to. Like, there's no... I mean, no, some no, places no. probably, but, like, I would say more often than not... In, at least in America, I mean, I'm such a coastal elitist. Maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of. I mean, it's getting better, obviously. I think most bullying just happens in comedy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> you stole my bad joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in my school, we had uh, there was like it would be straight dudes, one in my grade and one in the grade below us, who pretended they were gay and would say really gay things to like all the other guys and like grab ass. And it was assault. Yeah, man, but it was, yeah. it was. But like a playful assault. I guess. I don't know. It was, was everybody really, it was really it? homoerotic. Everybody was just like, well, that's what they do. That's their thing. That's their thing. Yeah. It's funny because, like, the first uh, out gay person I met was when I was in high school. It was my friend's older brother. And he, like, I, there was people that were straight that seemed like the, like, the, the, like, the rumors would be like, oh, they're, they're definitely, like, into, like, something else. And then the first out person I met was someone, like, the, 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 the straightest seeming, raging alcoholic like typical like crazy you know party guy and i was like oh well i guess that's where i learned quickly that it's like hey yeah don't ju-. the guy with the lisp maybe not gay the guy who passes out and then puts a sweatshirt on his pants yeah. to, to right. try to walk around in and the hood's dangling but he's uh he's he's uh he's doing his thing and god bless him uh before we go to break here i do i do like uh i was thinking just now I was like, oh, it's getting better, right? And I realized there's some cultures that still think eating pussy is gay. So I don't know how far we've come. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, weird piece of homophobic rhetoric is like, it's like, well, if you if you'd put that in your mouth, you'd put anything in your mouth. So if you're gay, it's like, that's... Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, so what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, you could be like, you could be, but it's like, it's like, no. If you're straight, but you go down on your girlfriend, that whatever else, you're now gay. It's like what? That feels uh, like it was just some lazy gymnastics. guy made that up yeah. back yeah. when you could blame is, everything yeah. oh, yeah. on. Oh no, that's gay. I, yeah. you know, in like the eighties, or it like just knew he couldn't eat pussy. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> it's just yeah. like. Or you had like three wives, and you're like, well, I'm so not gay. One of my other wives is going to go down on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not gay. Yeah. That How man was Brigham you? Young. 
Oh, well, that's fun. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Brigham Young, I don't know. That's not a transition I want to make. Uh, we're going to go to a quick <laughs> break, though. Uh, Dan, you can stick around, right? Yeah. Nice. Sure. I, I would love to meet Blind Melon. Yeah, we've yeah. got a we've got a music. We've got a music happening. Uh-huh. Uh, Blind Melon LaCroix, uh, certain, uh, certain genre of musician. I'm excited to get to know them. And uh, I think we're going to have maybe some live. It uh, sounds like we have some live music coming yes. in, maybe. It's this now is a music big. show. This is now a music show, but <laughs> only 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> it we're takes gonna, a while. We're going <laughs> to yeah. take some time. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more Bleak Interview with more Dan DePriel and Blind Melon LaCroix after this. <laughs> what? It's There's like a, a cat in here. It's like a tiny dinner happening <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the room. I'm doing tapas over here. I'm doing a small plates thing. <laughs> Jingle, jingle, like jingle. there's a jailer lost somewhere as well. <laughs> Swanee the mad jailer wouldn't tell them. That's a reference to the video game Dungeon Siege. Nobody cares about it. Huh. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming we're in. Uh, nobody cares about it here on Bleak and Review, of course. I remain Kevin Anderson, Jingling Keys. Oh, jingles. Uh, if you got cats at home, send them away. This is just for the men. Uh, <laughs> it's a little something for daddy. Uh, I'm Kevin Anderson, losing my mind uh, over there, uh, cracking open a Perrier. We've got Matt Brousseau. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that sip. That's that sip confirmation. Uh, of course, we're still joined here by uh, the hilarious Dan Depriel. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> and uh, we've got a new guest joining us here in the studio. Very excited to talk to him. Uh, a musician of note, certainly. Please welcome to the show, Blind Melon Lacroix. Hello, Blind Melon. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm very excited to meet you. I, I must admit, I'm not familiar with your work. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is that kind not of familiar the... with Blind Blind Melon. I'm familiar, with, I'm f- familiar with all these things separately, yeah. but not as yeah. one yeah. sentence, yeah. not as one concept. So uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, music are we doing here? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm Blind Melon LaCroix. I'm, I'm Chicago City's foremost bluesologist, blues, blues ecologist. <laughs> blues ecologist? <laughs> a musicologist that focuses specifically on the blues. Bit of a scientist. Very then. specifically, I, I focus my blues ecology studies uh, on the white blues. The white blues. Uh, the old white blues. Is that a, the subgenre of blues is white blues? I'm, I'm a white blues ecologist. I, I'm not a white blues ecologist. <laughs> okay. I'm a blues ecologist of the white blues. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also do happen to be white, but that's... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that would come up at some point. So is this just that's mostly, besides the point. Is this just mostly Eric Clapton stuff? <laughs> oh, no, Matthew, please. <laughs> white blues is its own creature. Well, Tears from Heaven, a bit of a white blues, right? A bit of a white blues? A lot of the Eric Clapton's, the white blues. Yeah, that's right? the one song I right? can think of right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the original blues you're thinking the original, of. Okay, so, so white the, blues, like much... blues blues. Oh, okay. <laughs> and with the original blues is the white blues? I just want to no. be... Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, the, the original blues is the blues blues. Okay. Not oh, to Dan, confused. you're twisting all of our words today. <laughs> I don't like it. Not to be confused with blues clues, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Black and Blue, the Rolling Stones album. Yes, yes, Black and Blues, the Rolex Stones album. Where, where did the Blues Brothers come in all this? Well, Chicago, certainly. <laughs> yeah, Chicago. Yeah, That's Chicago. <laughs> John Belushi. Okay. John Belushi. <laughs> That's the episode title. Um, uh, so White Blues, I'm not, I gotta, uh, again, I'm not familiar. I'm a bit of a music guy, but I don't know much about this subgenre. Dan, Matt, are you familiar with this? I don't know. Have you guys listened to it much before? No, I know the Shout Blues. I know the Dirty Blues. 
Uh, I know the blues. Uh, the terrible blues, like the the terrible twos. Nope. No. Okay. We don't know that one. Nope. <laughs> Dan, what about you? Yeah, I know enough to talk about it at parties. You can you can fudge your way through a conversation. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. You know, like Pine Top Perrier. You know, Blind Melon the Crow. <laughs> I've heard of you. Oh, Listen, you have. I've, I've referenced you at oh, parties nice. occasionally. You see, you meet a girl that's into it. You want to like seem like you know into it. I'm. People know me in certain circles. Yeah, know, totally. Certain, certain white blues circles. Uh, and how long have you been uh, uh, creating music? Uh, you got a couple albums out there. Uh, well, the white blues. <laughs> Kevin was founded in 2008. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Okay. I, I've, I've been in the game for a minute. <laughs> okay. So right around the time that uh, America elected Obama, oh, and I, I was see. just going to college, those are the two most notable things about that year, <laughs> right. just like Dan in 2001. I mean, the most notable thing, of course, that you forgot to mention is that that's when the white people... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm learning yeah. a lot already. This is exciting. Is that affiliated with the Tea Party? Is it like a Coke... Brothers, like grassroots thing. No, Coke it's, Blues Brothers. It's Coke Blues. Brothers. White Blues is mostly apolitical. Okay, <laughs> honestly, it's apolitical, but it, uh, it transcends politics. It doesn't. Uh, it's just about. It's about feeling. It's not about uh, taking sides or anything. There's many sides to everything, of course. Uh, and what kind of uh, what, when you got into it, what kind of. Um, was I mean was the beginning of the scene? Were you there at the beginning of the scene? Were you? I, I was documenting the scene. Uh, oh. I mean, I wasn't there at the beginning because it happened, and then I heard about it. Oh, and right, then, right, and right. Then of I course. could document it, but I wasn't there. It started in in uh, 2008 in Provo, Utah. Okay. <laughs> oh no, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> so how did how did it uh, how did it start in Provo? Well, so the founder of White Blues is uh, undisputably uh, Peter Peterson, mm. who was a, a, a bank teller, lived in Provo. His whole life, but it sounds very you white. know, and yeah. the hard the hard scrabble salt flats of Utah. That's the perfect backdrop. To <laughs> Why the scrabble salt flats? Hard, pulled, hard scrabble. It'll pull the woes out of your heart. Set them to music. That's but, beautiful. But as the legend goes, uh, Peterson was home alone one day, too sick to go to work, and he was singing a, a song to his pet dog, uh, Brigham Young. Oh, was, <laughs> speak of the wow. devil. Speak. That was a good transition. Well. I don't know if I would say the devil, I would <laughs> say a prophet, really. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, of course. He, he, the prophet. He, was, he was singing this song to Brigham Young, using his doggy voice, you know. Oh, yeah, the cute little voice the, you got. Like, everybody's hey, puppy, got the doggy puppy. voice, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, he was making the song up on the spot, improvising the way all blues legends do. Yeah, totally. Uh, and when he finished, he thought to himself, this would be a great song to Make put it. out there. But, of course, he's Mormon, so he doesn't know a lick about playing music. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn shame. But he, so he's just acapella riffing it's it. Tough. They could really have a good family band. The Pete Peterson family yeah, singers. Yeah, yeah. Some, like of the, that. some of those Mormon families, you have a big band. Yeah, <laughs> some polyphonic spree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of backup singers. Yeah. A lot of backup singers. Someone that just jangles a tambourine around for sure. <laughs> well, he did. He didn't know lick about playing the blues, but what he did have was a uh, was an Apple MacBook computer. Because <laughs> this is 2008. With, yeah. with Garage Band and Apple Loops in oh, it. Oh, okay. Some of them bluesy yeah. roots rock perfect, Apple yeah. Loops, and the rest, as they say. Is history. <laughs> wow! So that was the first song. Every great uh, artist needs song. their tools. Mm -hmm. yeah. Of course. Yeah, Pro Tools mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Every good artist needs their Pro Tools. Uh, and then uh, Smash Cut Two. Like when? Uh, when do you jump into the scene? You're documenting all this. When do you? Do you so you make you also are. Uh, as well as a historian, you're a musician. You play the white blues. I, I do play the white blues. I don't write my own songs. I mostly oh. 
document. I try to keep it alive. Uh, tr- try to keep the traditions alive because you know a lot of things get lost to time. It's true. Oh, you're like, you're uh, like a Dave ago. Van Ronk. Yeah, yeah you're like the yeah. Dave Van Ronk of the new uh, the 21st century. Do you, do you have a copy of this uh, first song? Uh, well, I'm gonna play it for you live. Oh, okay. Whoa! Oh, wow. oh, so you're like a blues. Everyone wants to see like a one guy doing a blues cover band. Like that's fun. You don't see <laughs> no, that, that enough. That was Blues Traveler. Yeah. That was. Is that also a form of blues? Well, that's that's the tra- slow too cheery. <laughs> that's the traveling blues. That's okay. a little different from white. Uh, you know yeah. when you're weeping at your apartment late at night, you're like, "Why you give me the runaround?" It's very bluesy. Yes, the mountains win again. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm out of references. That hook brings there, me back. No, that's yeah, the other one. Yeah, that's yeah. the other one. Okay, I do know three songs. Uh, I would love to hear this live rendition of this. Uh, the first ever white blues. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, I can't believe we're gonna get this. Uh, yeah. History. Once, do you need anything from us? Or? Uh, no, just a captive. Audience. Oh, you got it. <laughs> captivated audience. You got uh, it. I'll, I'll play out this song and then we can kind of go over some of the characteristics. <laughs> I love it. Make the white blues the white blues, you know? I'm definitely into this. Um, so the first song ever written in the white blues style was by Peter Peterson. The song was called Brigham, You're a Good Pup. <laughs> and uh, it sounded a little something like this. All right. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Everyone's toe tapping. Brigham Young is a good dog. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> Brigham Young is a hungry little pup. Got nothing to chew. <laughs> Ran out of dog food last night. Oh. But I'm too sick to even put on my shoes. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's that the was first, amazing. That's the first white blue wow. song. That it really took a crazy turn at the end there. I was <laughs> not ready. Yeah. When the beat dropped, <laughs> that was crazy, yeah. dude. That, that was, oh my yeah, you God. Got that, you got that nice blues backbeat, that little tap it tap it Yeah, that's a good apple loop. Yeah, yeah. It's worth pointing out that this is all being, actually, we probably should shoot some video or at least photos of this. It's all being played live on an iPad right now. This is very great. That's the way the masters did it. You can really hear, like, like the the pain and the suffering mm. that really came to a head in 2008 to yeah. the white community. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to get dog food in yeah. 2008 yeah. after uh, shoes. Shoes. Oh, yeah. shoes. They, they say <laughs> some of the greatest art comes out of the recession. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hard days in Provo. So I believe. Uh, Is that another song? <laughs> I mean, they're all improvised. It could be one right now. As, as waiting to be written. Matthew. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the beauty of the blues. So uh, so. So as you can tell, there, there are a certain number of key things that were going on in that song. The Absolutely. White Musically, the white blues is characterized by always using uh, the same basic set of uh, <laughs> roots, rock, apple loops. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. And there's, there's minor changes within, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. mostly it's yeah, it's mostly a, a quick, know, quick bass rock bass one. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, is that a blues thing? <laughs> yeah. If it ain't blues, don't, <laughs> if it ain't blues, don't fix it. Pete. Peter Peterson came up with that in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's a damn shame. I, he should be a, he's like an unsung hero. Like people don't really talk about him for 
his influence. Or sing the, about him. Yeah. Well, I mean, God bless this podcast. Yeah. And now, now he's part of the canon. <laughs> the extended universe. I mean, I'm I'm a part, part of my mission of preserving the white blues is awareness. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Bringing it to people's attention. This is like, uh, I hope the Coen brothers find out about the white blues and make an Inside Lewin Davis-esque film. <laughs> Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> so... So uh, that's the musical content. The lyrical content varies, but it's almost always characterized by being about some minor problem. Yeah, dog food is too <laughs> you, far away. You lost your keys. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. The boss at work asks you to stay late on a Friday. You Oof. know, hating Mondays. Stub your toe. <laughs> the list goes on. And never yeah. anything serious, though. You want to write a white blues song about going to jail or somebody dying, get, get out of here. Those ain't white blues. <laughs> that ain't white blues. That ain't white blues. <laughs> Those ain't white blues problems, baby. Uh, <laughs> It's got to be a white blues problem, you know, some a minor inconvenience that gave you the blues, maybe. Yeah, maybe so maybe so your roommate that. didn't refill the Brita. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a great song about that. I would love to hear it. Is that something that we could possibly? <laughs> we can get to that. In, okay, absolutely. In a moment. Okay. Uh, so that's that's the music and the lyrical content. The vocals are also always uh, sung in the singer's doggy voice. Oh, okay. Which okay. of course can also vary between something like this. Yeah, mm -hmm. And then like a big old dog. Yeah, big know. Great Dane, like a Marmaduke type. Yeah, yeah. Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah, Marmaduke. Marmaduke's creator dabbled in the <laughs> Oh, Brad Anderson, the same name as my older brother. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, big day. But it's always in your doggy voice like you're singing it to your little puppy dog. Oh, home. that's very cute. And and the vocals often don't sync up with the backing track. Yeah, <laughs> I was that, wondering. Yeah, that was so one thing I noticed that was stylistically different than blues music that I'm used to, uh -huh. is that it was, it started, the, they came in late, and they continued to be late for yeah. most of it. Yeah. It's, it's more about feeling it. <laughs> Come in when the moment's yeah, right. I get that. I get that. And it is about technical proficiency. <laughs> you feel it out. You, uh, you wanted to hear the 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 Brita pitcher white blues. Sure. I mean, <laughs> if everybody else is into it, I, I don't, love it. Yeah. We can get into some uh, minor subcategories of the white blues because you know uh, oh, it's absolutely. grown. Oh, good. It's grown from the original. Um, white blues since the beginning, but we, we can get into that in a little bit. All right, here we go. Brita pitcher white blues. <laughs> All right, here we go. Take this is one. live on Bleak and Review, everybody. That filters too out. Don't make the water taste any better. <laughs> Feed it to the little puppy dogs. <laughs> they can't tell the difference in quality. Mm. <laughs> oh, 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 wow! Wow! Yeah, wow. Yeah. Beautiful. That was. Uh, that was. It really spoke to me. I mean, it's. True. I have a Brita filter, and I got it. Let me say, yeah, it's I convince myself. Problem. I yeah. convince myself that it's pure, like that it's crisper water, but it's really just cold because it's in the fridge. That's the only difference. Oh, uh, I just go right from the faucet, so I don't oh, even you're... know the cold. Yeah. You don't? I don't know the cold. Oh, you just yeah. go faucet into Brita and you let it get tepid, but filter. And oh, then you drink I didn't know. I spill it on the floor and oh. then I oh. just kind of figure you lick it, out. it off the yeah, floor, yeah, yeah, much yeah. like a dog. I'm yeah. a I'm a lukewarm water man myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah, lukewarm I don't, I don't, I don't like the cold water. I like the kind of room temp stuff. It hurts my veneers. Okay. Yeah, that uh, one of my favorite songs of yours. Your yeah. ears hurting because oh, yeah, yeah. the water's too cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, wow. that's a classic white blues. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that one that you bring up at parties to like show you know the early shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta you gotta flex a little bit. Exactly. Like, oh no, no, I got more into the. the, the, the yeah. You probably don't know this one. This water's oh. too cold. Oh, here we go. Wow. <laughs> gotta see the details. 
<laughs> my veneers are too sensitive. Ooh. Makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. Whoa, that was great. Wow, that, that, was, last, that, was that last bass note really, really <laughs> yeah. sunk in me. I also you, like you the, hear it so yeah, many times. Yeah, <laughs> you hear it so many times recorded, and then you get to see it live. Yeah, I really. Just, yeah. I also like that special. it was a near rhyme. If you look at it just on paper, but sensitive and dentist that actually worked for me. Like I was like, that's like a really cool like yeah. rapper that's kind of playing with the formula a little what, bit. Sensitive I like dentist. No, you, rhyming sensitive with dentist. Oh, it kind of worked a in a really cool yeah. way. Yeah, I, I like sensitive dentist as a rapper, and you can't say dentist. Because that's not a word. <laughs> or sensitist. Sensitist. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking great. I, I like it now. It seems like another tenet of white blues is just abrupt endings. Is that is that part the of it? The songs are usually very short, yeah. and they usually use abruptly, mostly because um, it's there. There's outro Apple loops that you can play, <laughs> but sometimes it's hard to trigger them and you forget. Yeah. <laughs> like I could do. I could end with this. Oh, I like that. That's, that's that's only something funny just but, happened. Like, uh, boom. But honestly, I uh, I only have so many fingers on my hand. No, I don't, well, you know. are you missing fingers? <laughs> we didn't want to I, comment I, on your physical appearance I, right away. I but. am uh, not missing any uh, okay. fingers because I am. Uh, that would uh, be the real blues. Uh, yeah. you, know, you know, four yeah. fingers on one hand, three on the other. Blues. You ever heard uh, that uh, one? Yeah, oh, that's a tough. <laughs> one. I look that's like a, a Simpsons boy. <laughs> 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 you know, that's a classic. <laughs> Got yellow hands. That's you have lead poisoning. Yep. Oh, John just all over the place. Uh, um, so the first major style to evolve out of the basic white blues uh, was called the white delta blues. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So called because it was uh, developed in the uh, the Delta Airlines uh, first class lounge. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, in, that in, tracks. in the Minneapolis airport uh, by Miss Carol Southern. <laughs> I think I've actually heard one of her songs on one of those random. You know, when Spotify just kind of goes off on its own thing. I, I heard. I feel. I think I heard. Uh, got bumped up to first class blues, which wasn't even. Like a problem, well, they, they weren't sure how to handle it. Uh, it yeah, can yeah. be a problem that can give you anxiety. Oh, uh, because yeah. you feel like you're 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 not welcome, like you don't belong. Yeah. You don't know how to. What's the right code to tell them yeah. to get the free water? I got that first class imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the hook. I remember. <laughs> It's a good song. Uh, she she was in in the first class airport lounge in Minneapolis, waiting for her her flight back home to Green Bay, and uh, she had her puppy dog <laughs> Snickers in her purse, and she sang to him. She was uh, lamenting the Minneapolis airport's lack of food options. Ah, mm. uh, so I've been there. I mean, we've all been there, especially mm-hmm. like a puddle jumper to Green Bay. You're like almost right there, in yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a very white. I mean, if Buddy a Holly PJ could do to it. DP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, <laughs> get on that puddle jumper. You get on that PJ to GB. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> I send a proof. I could do that. Uh, wow. Uh, do we have a? Do we have maybe like a sample oh, of one yeah. of her songs? Delta, Delta White Blues. Uh, yeah, we'll sing uh, Carol Sutherland's first uh, uh, Delta White Blues song. It goes a little something like that. You might notice the beat is a little bit more hard driving. That's the Delta style. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. uh, Mississippi Delta. So here we go. All right, Delta White Blues. Okay. Sounds like Twisted Sister. Oh. <laughs> Twisted City's airport ain't got no chilies to go. <laughs> I said sneakers, the Twin City's airport ain't got no chilies to go. Talk about the hurt. Well, where am I gonna get my baby back ribs to eat before the flight? Oh, Snickers, I don't know. 
Okay. Wow. Reach. Wow. That Reach. is, I see the difference in the genre. This one's a lot more jarring <laughs> with the transition to guitar yeah, riffs. Yeah, and really plugged Snick, in, too. Snickers was a small dog, so you got to sing it. Oh, high yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. High-pitched voice. Yeah, that, you, that, that song, sense. of course, was, uh, the title of that song was, You Call This First Class? I'd Like to Speak to Your Manager. <laughs> so. So this is this is when she was kind of in that first class problems era of her career. Yeah, <laughs> she was talking yeah. a lot about flying Delta first class. Yeah, and, where is the deal? Had mixed that? reviews yeah, yeah. on it. A, a lot of a lot of the white blues problems are first class. A, a, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the songs revolve around the the, the struggles of flying first class. <laughs> yeah. on commercial airlines. It's the one percent of the blues community. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, a, I mean that one a... that was kind of, that was rocking though. I like yeah. that. I was mm-hmm. you know we were all we were all kind of we were all kind of grooving a little oh, yeah. bit. Uh, if you think that's rocking, you should hear the the. Uh, Delta Blues classic. Uh, my hot towel is lukewarm. <laughs> I would love. I would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this hot towel is not so hot, <laughs> but it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just sounded like uh, hair metal. <laughs> I love that's it. That's pretty great. And, you know, hair metal g- grew out of blues tradition, yeah. as, as yeah. all rock and roll did. Yeah, so, that's true. So it's, it's, true. Only, it's only been like a, you know eleven years of this. Uh, have they gotten punk yet? Oh <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Ask an answer. <laughs> We're expecting that around uh, probably twenty twenty six. Yeah. Okay. Stay okay. tuned, listeners. <laughs> We're not at plugs yet, but. <laughs> that is seven years from now. <laughs> We're our first female president. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. We'll be, hopefully, uh, this uh, blues musician we've been listening to renditions of. Because yeah. it was Carol something, I'm right? Carol Sutherland. Carol Sutherland. Carol Green Bay, Wisconsin. GB. No, she's not running. Uh, no. <laughs> she's from Green Bay. Uh, so that's, that's the Delta, blue, Delta White Blues. Yeah, uh, so the next major style to emerge was uh, out of that out of that hotbed of blues tradition. Chicago was the Chicago style white blues, uh, so called because it was started in Schaumburg, Illinois, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, which is a, a affluent suburb of Chicago. <laughs> All right, and uh, it's also called the Chicago style white blues because uh, it consists solely of whatever uh, si- the singer can remember of lyrics to Chicago songs. Oh, the, okay. band, the band Chicago, great, yeah, yeah this yeah, is perfect. Yeah. Saturday in the Park or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it, it was started by uh, Jeff Spiegelman, who was a, a stay-at-home husband there in Schaumburg, while he was absentmindedly uh, singing to his dog, uh, Papa John, while he was folding laundry and watching an episode of Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I've been inspired by David Boreanaz so many times, I can't even count, so I understand this. Very inspiring man, <laughs> to be honest. Get him and in a, in a, in a, one of the Chanel, the, the De Chanel's in there, you know? Caleb? Yeah, Caleb. Now you're making white blue stew, you know? You got, you got <laughs> white blue stew. You uh, and so the Chicago style is kind of like, it's kind of pays homage to the band Chicago, but it also has a bit of bones in there. Is that what I'm getting? A little bit of bones. A <laughs> little bit of bones, yeah. Um, so I, I can play you a little Chicago, yeah, please. Style, please. Chicago style white blues here. The first song ever written by, by Jeff Spiegelman. It's called uh, Saturday in the Park. Oh, oh. Wow, Matt, you nailed it. You know this one. I know some of it, <laughs> yeah, which is know, all of it. You know what you can remember. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Saturday in the Park. Here we go. All right. Like so drum like how he yelled at the band to start up. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is Saturday in the Park. I think it was. Saturday <laughs> in the park. I think it was the Fourth of July. Bye. 
John. People grilling, people something, shooting fireworks and doing lots of stuff <laughs> in the park. It's Saturday doing things, Saturday things in the park. <laughs> 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 uh, that one I had to wait for that outro. I, wow. I, I, I love like when there's just like a quiet couple of bars, and then there's just hey, sometimes it's about the notes you're not playing, yeah. and sometimes it's you're not playing any notes for a long time. <laughs> it's a definite style. <laughs> you really make him wait for it, you know? It's like edging. The Chicago style's got a bit of edging in it, I think. Yeah, and I like Chicago style's not like reserved at all about just lifting entire. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, not yeah. at all. Yeah. It's great. I mean, steal from the greats, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it when a uh, when, when a band. Uh, sounds like uh, like a cover band sounds like they're going they're real drunk and they're going off screen at karaoke night they're like I got this and they stumble through it that's what I'm getting from this and I love it it's like no I got this oh wait I did drink a lot and I don't remember this lyrical song that's, that's one of the great things about white blues is that is that uh, anybody with an iPad or a MacBook can be a cover band you know absolutely so I want to spread yeah. awareness of this because it's very easy to do yeah it's 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 uh, it's a it's a great musical equalizer. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, not everybody has money to set up a whole home studio. You know, and right. you got an you got a jack into a computer. You got a you got a looper. You, you're good to go. It's kind of very easy to do outsider art. It's I, I call it insider art. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest expense is the dog, is caring for the dog, really. That is really. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for some people, the biggest expense is the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> you can rescue a dog. Well, well, you can't, can't rescue a dog. Dan only buys pure breed pit bulls, <laughs> so they, they, run up, uh, they run up quite a bill. Yeah. They uh, eat a lot. Is it possible for someone to become a white blues musician just by visiting a friend and talking to their dog in a doggy voice? Like, oh, which... it's great practice. Oh, it's great practice. <laughs> you don't have to own the dog. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, what I was curious about. Okay. There, there are lots of white blues centers uh, around, <laughs> around doggy cafes around the Greater Salt Lake area yeah. that will rent you a dog <laughs> for for, wow. for an hour to sing to. So so Chicago style. There's Delta style. There's uh, the original, the Inception. You know, OG. Uh, are there any more uh, that we should know about? So. Uh, you all were talking about the punk rock style. We're still a ways away from that. But the most exciting new development over the past few years in the white blues is a fusion called white jazz. <laughs> oh, and, uh, wow. There's there's a lot of folks out there doing some pretty hot white jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum. Certainly. Yeah. And, and so uh, the key distinguishing factor about the white jazz is that there aren't actually any actual words. Instead, oh. it borrows the traditional uh, oh, scatting no. technique from, oh. from bebop jazz. And, That's and fun. Layers it over the traditional uh, instrumental apple loops uh, blues backing track. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's jazz, but it's a blues backing track that has scatting over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait to hear this. All right. So uh, so I'll play I'll play you a, a little lick of, uh, of uh, hot white jazz. Hot white jazz. <laughs> the hottest, the hottest, stickiest white jazz. Oh, no. Uh, Just ropes of jazz. The more you talk about hot jazz, the closer yeah. you come to be describing yeah. its consistency. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so just the, not in the eye, please. So the stickiest, funkiest white jazz being, Jesus <laughs> being sprayed all over the country these days comes from uh, Cody, the Detroit kid, Kapowski, out of um, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Say, yeah. Sure. He, so he got drunk.
drunken high at a college frat party and found the party host dog uh, in the corner. The dog's name is Bud Light. And, uh, <laughs> he proceeded to become obsessed with him over the course of the party and drunkenly scatting at him for the next four hours. Oh, Jesus. So a new art form was born. Uh, so this is the first hot white jazz cut. It's entitled uh, Sigma Epsilon Mixer Freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Yo! Okay. It gets me every time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. What a barrage of sounds. Wow. I know what you're thinking. The white blues has come a long way yeah. in the past uh, 11 that, years. That guitar will never cease to surprise the hell out of me. You never know when it comes come in. in. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you never know that folksy eye guitar. Bud Light. I love that. That's fun. That was uh, uh, something Epsilon Fraternity Mixer Blues or something? Or Jazz? Yeah. Sigma Epsilon Fraternity Mixer Freestyle. You know what I like about this is if you actually had real band members, they could not play this. <laughs> no, they, they would never be able to figure out how to play the, this. The so it's the same lick we've just played. <laughs> it really takes an expert like, year. <laughs> well, they would all quit being musicians, I think, is why. I'm just writing down for this is the note taking I do for the show. Sticky White Jazz is probably the episode today. Yes. All right, cool. We got that. Don't have to think about that anymore. <laughs> I like this scatting, though. This is real, uh, it's a real throwback kind of thing. It's amazing. You don't see a lot of people cut loose like that with yeah, music it's, anymore. It's a throw forward. Yeah. It's a shoot forward. Throw forward Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Kevin and Matt, do y'all want to take a, take a shot at doing some little. I would love to. Oh, I would love to little. see that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we could all maybe we could all try to do we could bleed into plugs. We could do our own plugs theme right now. Maybe we could <laughs> do a little blues. Should I do should we do blue? What what style should we do it in? Ooh, we got the Delta question. Jazz. No, we got the Delta Blues. Uh -huh. we no, got don't the... invent anything yet. Oh, wait. Maybe maybe I can invent Delta Jazz. <laughs> I mean, I'm near somebody who has an iPad, and I've seen dogs. <laughs> and you were scatting a lot before the show. Yeah, I sure was, true. but that's that because I ate Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, I'll just... I'll just title. I'm just going to let it... Nope. <laughs> because hey! I, because I ate Indian food. <laughs> because I ate Indian food. The Afro Man song. Uh, I'll just... Yeah, if you want to throw down some licks, I'll just see what feels natural. You know, I can try to get into it. Maybe you guys can come in with some backups or something? Sure. Yeah. Matt hates it when I try to make him improv sing, so... <laughs> I don't know how Dan feels about it yet. I got a lot of white blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna do a, a little scatting, Kevin? I'll do a little scatting. I might talk about a little bit of my white blues, you know? All right. You ready? Yeah, go for it, baby. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. <laughs> Kevin Anderson doing some white blues. All right. This is the podcast studio blues here in the Mississippi Delta. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> solo, hot solo up the top. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. I gotta come in late. Wait. Well, I'm on severance pay. Don't go to work today. Went to the store, bought some corn, went home and listened to songs with loud guitars. <laughs> Skip up. Ba da da boop boop ba wah ha ha ha! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> wow. Was that, that pretty was good? Great. That was yeah. pretty good, right? You were a little on time. Yes. It's almost it's harder, yeah. it's harder to <laughs> not do that. That's <laughs> what I just found out. I was trying really hard. Now I really see the, uh, the genius, the genius yeah. behind it yeah. because... I naturally want to sound good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. But you were yeah. feeling it deep down. Yeah, yeah. I think once yeah. I started bombing through that scatting, I really was like, oh, now I get mm. the heart and soul of this. It's very liberating, uh, the scatting. Uh, absolutely. Dan, do you want to try one? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> give me that Give me that high heat. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, Dan. Rip into a solo for a second and then just go to the drums again. Laying, <laughs> the down, the, laying down the beat. <laughs> 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 Okay. Okay, so like a Delta style. Yeah, this is Delta, right. yeah. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Come up to rap. Uh, they asked me to sit in the emergency aisle, but I couldn't do it. Wasn't mentally prepared. There's <laughs> too much responsibility. If there's an emergency, then look to you. What would I do? Emergency. Emergency. <laughs> emergency. Sweet. All right, Matt. I think it's only fitting. All right, as you can tell, it doesn't have to be good. So just go for it. Just you can, you know, surprise me. Whenever you say it doesn't have to be good, I honestly don't understand what you're talking about. What I mean is, what I'm trying to say is, don't overthink it. You gotta let, you gotta feel it more than more than plan it out. You gotta feel it, and you gotta think about dogs. You do have to think about. That's true. You thinking about a dog? Oh, I'm always thinking about dogs. Ooh, it's always dog o'clock somewhere. Let's hear that doggy beat. <laughs> Get a little doggy bass. There it is. Ow. Little, little doggy sex. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Wait up. I'm all out of sugar, baby. I'm still out of sugar, baby. He ain't got no sugar. Oh, baby, I'm still out of sugar. Where all that sugar go? Oh, no. I looked over there. I'm still out of sugar. Aye. I guess I'll go to the store. <laughs> Store's closed. <laughs> wow. That was great. Let's give all of us a round. Yeah, yeah. It really, yeah, it really writes really itself. It really does. Uh, we have all lived the white blues, gentlemen, yeah. and it shows. Well, that, that yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, God damn, Blind Mel and LaCroix. Um, that is, uh, what a history lesson in this, this music. I'm glad that we were able to spread the gospel. Uh, is there white gospel blues by the chance? No, like, okay. like I said, is is apolitical. So, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. so and yet, yeah. if, if if anything, uh, if if it has any religious aspects, honestly, he was closer to Mormonism, which does not have music. No, no, certainly not. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm really glad that we were able to 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 all flex our musical muscle, and uh, I, I think now we can just kind of naturally bleed into plugs. Maybe does that sound right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, this episode's coming out on Friday. August 23rd, everybody. Friday, August 23rd. Dan Dupriel, you will be back in Philadelphia by then. I will be. Damn shame. Come and see me do shows out there. Yeah. Follow me on the social media stuff. How can they follow you on the social media stuff? Uh, at Dan Dupriel or at Danny Dupriel. I'm mm. one of the other because some asshole took Dan Dupriel. How oh, you? There's how there on there, Dan Dupriel. That's, that's a white blue. That is sorry. a white Thank you. Oh, wait, Thank wait, you. wait. Blind Mel McCroy. Yeah, let's, let's, okay. let's get into this. Okay. I'm Dan Dupriel on Twitter. <laughs> Danny Dupriel on Instagram. What gives? Another Dan Dupriel was on Instagram before Branded me. content. <laughs>
<laughs> that. Thank you so much, because I really feel like now I've learned the white blues. That was a hot lick. <laughs> Thank you. I do believe you sold your soul to the devil. <laughs> to the white devil. Hey, devil went down to Provo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was looking for some chamomile. <laughs> looking for some... <laughs> Metal plates buried in the ground by Joseph Smith. <laughs> you guys out of crystals? Uh, so people can follow you on things. Uh, anything else you want to promote, Dan? Uh, no, but I will throw a promotion to that show we saw, Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Was Absolutely. Fucking awesome. You should see that if you're in L.A. If you're in Burbank area, every last Friday of the month, our buddies uh, Rivers Langley and Eric Barnes, who have been on this show, and then uh, hope to be soon friend of the show, Dr. Pat Riley, uh, do the announcing there. It's great. People should go to it. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Blind Miller Croy, obviously you got the these 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 resurrections that you're doing. You're keeping the music alive. But is there anything else, like any LA-based comedians that you want to promote? Well, um, so you can you can buy my book at any major college bookstore. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Legends of the White Blues, uh, written over the course of the last decade. Because of that's course, about it. That's all the time we've had for the Wildlands. <laughs> the uh, entire inception it of it. It does come with a CD. The CD does not have the songs on it, but it does have uh, Apple loops on it that you can <laughs> install on your computer. <laughs> play the White Blues yourself. Uh, I'm a big fan of... <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles-based funny man Tyler Jackson. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. He's yeah. been on the show before. Would that surprise you? He was hilarious when he Oh, was. you listen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Big, long-time listener, first-time Oh, wow, this uh, hits just keep on coming. Uh, but I believe, Tyler Jackson, I'm going to go see him at the Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Last weekend of August. A lot of white blues going on there, I imagine. And, and I also, oh, it's a hotbed. Skip it a beep pop pop. I also do enjoy his podcast, Game Flop. Oh, I've been on that. Uh, which is all about bad video games. I do not play them and I'm not familiar with them. Well, I, 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 can, I can piggyback I can piggyback on that plug and say I played, I did an episode of that show. Uh, we played a game called Bronchi the Bronchiosaurus and it was bad, but the episode was funny. Uh, so that's that's a pitch. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and this guy, Tyler, he's on social media at like T Jackson with an X in a weird place or something. T-J-A-X-K-S-O-N. There it is. On everything. Or just look <laughs> at the Twitter post for this episode, yes. everybody. <laughs> Matt, what's up with you, buddy? Nothing. Capital City INC, Twitter and Instagram. What's coming out on Profiles this week? What is on Profiles this week? Oh, um, we talk about uh, this uh, secret... Uh, uh, orgy, uh, celebrity orgy mill in uh, L.A. in the 40s and 50s. Celebrity Orgy Mill. Mm -hmm. Their first album was pretty good. Right. <laughs> but the second album Even sucked. Oh, okay. And hey, wait a minute. And that's the fun part. <laughs> that sounds great. Go listen to that, of course, and subscribe to their Patreon to listen to me. Mm -hmm. no, but only that one. <laughs> then, then unsubscribe. You get the other one. <laughs> and convince <laughs> others to do the same. <laughs> no, it's a great Patreon. I've been tooling around on it a little bit, having fun. Uh, me meaning I'm browsing your content. Uh, this one's there. This week's <laughs> Patreon is all about porn. We just talked about porn for an hour and a half. So it's it's the white blues. <laughs> 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 it's the white whites. Oh uh, yeah, white blues porn. 
X videos is too many pop-up ads. <laughs> uh, as for me, everybody, hey, I did a show. I have some shows in September. I'll talk about them later because they're not recent or they're not coming up soon. Uh, but you go read my articles on Bunny Ears. You can go search me probably by author. I have another article out uh, by the time you're hearing this about back to school wife pillow stuff. It's pretty cool. I got a Mambo number five based one coming out soon. <laughs> Doing a lot of dumb shit for a little bit of money. It's great. Uh, other than that, at KB Anderson Yo and all the things at Bleak Pod on Twitter to follow this podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Maybe in the market to send out more shirts. If y'all want to send me screenshots on Twitter or the Discord of you rating our podcast five stars, I will send you shirts I don't wear anymore. Uh, it's a weird, it's a weird promotion we've been doing, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the deal is, but it's kind of fun. I like it. Uh, and then you know, uh, just support shows, listen to music, have white problems, and. <laughs> they love it. They love it. Uh, Dan Dupriel, thank you so much for thank being you, here, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Always I love you guys. good to have you in podcast. town. We love this podcast, and we love you. This podcast love you. Uh, and Blind Melon Recroy. Wow. wow. So uh, much. I learned so you, much. This is, a big, this is a big day. Uh, do you want to take us out on a song? Oh, I've been cooking up a little something new. Oh, yeah. We're in the Mississippi Delta. This is, for the, this is for the EDM crowd. Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, so there's there's white blue, the white dance blues. Well, we'll just hear it. We'll just have to hear it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics or no? Not enough Molly at this club. <laughs> Not enough Molly. Too much coke. I don't wanna do coke. I wanna do Molly. I hope everyone lost their minds to that. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>